listening to the 4th and 16th Podcast. And now, your host, Ellis Tolbert. All right, folks, I promised a good show today, and you're going to get one. I'm going to be ranking the top 10 quarterbacks from both the ACC and the SEC combined, as well as the bottom five. I'll be doing that today with my guy, Kyrus Williams, a.k.a. VZR Sports Thunder of Game Carts Nation and Visor Sports. Uh, he's been here before, so it's a pleasure to have him back. I'm also going to be doing something I haven't done before and bringing on another guest at the same time, former offensive coordinator and quarterback coach at Daniel High School in nearby Central South Carolina. This guy was a national championship winning baseball coach. He's an excellent husband and father. Good friend of mine and fellow Clemson gentleman. It's the man himself, Mr. Nathan Swords. Fellas, thanks for coming on to the show with me today. Thank you, man. Thanks for having us on. Good stuff, good stuff. So we're going to be doing this list of top ten quarterbacks as well as the worst five, in your opinions. Uh, I'm going to be giving you guys two honorable mention guys as well, so hope you're ready for that. Um, Let's start at number one. I think we're all going to have the same guy and probably for the same reason. So, Kyra, since it's your birthday, (laughs) you go first. Who do you have at number one overall? Number one overall, unfortunately, I got to go with the Clemson guy, Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I don't want to. I know my birthday, you make me do this. <laughs> but yeah, um, number one, Trevor Lawrence. I'm fine with that. Okay. Nate, who you got? Yeah, I've got Trevor Lawrence there too. I mean, it's, I, I don't think, um, I don't think it's as close as some people might think it might be between one and two. Um, even though I know the guy that probably both of us have number two is probably going to go number one overall in the draft next year. But I just don't think that there's a – I just don't think there's a comparison. I think what he did on the field um, as an 18-year-old just kind of speaks for itself. Absolutely. Uh, freshman, true freshman, with only pretty much 10 games to start. Uh, Texas team 15-0. Uh, just an amazing accomplishment. His mechanics are amazing. I agree with you. I don't think it's as close, but I'm going to surprise you guys a little bit with my second pick. So uh, I'm going to start first on this one. You guys might frown up, but I'm going to explain myself a little bit and why I've chose this way. I'm going to take <laughs> Jake Fromm at number two. Uh, <laughs> Whoa, okay. And I'm going to tell you why I take Jake Fromm at number two. Jake Fromm is the prototypical boring NFL quarterback. He's got all of the mechanical things that you want as far as a quarterback. Uh, he's got great footwork. He's slow, but he knows how to process and analyze the field. <laughs> he's not afraid to do a check down. And he doesn't look at his receivers when he's about to throw it to them. Unlike you guys, probably number two. So who are your number twos? I'm going to start with Nate this time. Yeah, I've got two at number two. Um, and and you're right. I, I agree with everything you just said right there about Fromm. Tua. Tua does have a problem of standards receivers. I think he does have a problem of post-snap reads. Um, I think a lot of what they did this past year with Loxley's offense was a lot of pre-snap. Hey, I know exactly where I'm going to go. But when he knew where he was supposed to go with it, he did it. And I think, you know, that kind of, for me, that puts him at number two. Um, I agree with a lot of what you said about Fromm, but Tua, Tua, when he knows where to go with it, can put it on an absolute dime and can make every throw that an NFL quarterback needs to make. I I, I do agree with that. Um, he definitely does have that rope that you look for. Um, I just part of me is just the, the injury stuff, um, the post snap reading. They'll eat him alive in the NFL if he doesn't get that fixed, but I'm sure he will. Uh, I just don't like the fact that he's got Steve Sarkeesian as an offensive coordinator for his senior year, so or or his final yeah, season. Yeah, and, so. and I think and I think one thing I think one thing he does have going for him is he will, you know, once he leaves Alabama, as as bad as this is going to sound, he's going to get better as an offensive player once he leaves Alabama because he's not going to be surrounded by this you know, a cloud of we are a defensive team and that's what we're going to hang our hat on. I think once he gets in the NFL and gets into a system that will prioritize offense, I think he will get better because of that. I agree. Kyrus, what do you think? Who do you have at number two? Uh, I'm going with the same thing, Tua. Uh, the guy just has, he's just a natural, to me, he's just a, like a, a good athletic player. I don't say that. Well, natural athletic guy. So uh, he makes he makes great throws, good deep deep down the field passes. 
pretty much your boy took a lot of words from me, so ain't much I can really say more. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I mean, obviously we see what he can do more uh, a lot of the games and everything like that. So I mean, from his work alone, I mean, he obviously number one in the well in the SEC. Yeah, so okay, that's my opinion. So yeah, yeah, I agree. And he he, he does have a great deep ball. Uh, like like I said, he he has that rope, man. He's he's got a monster arm. He's faster than a lot of people uh, give him credit for. Uh, I just have there's some things that I when I look at his game, uh, the reason why I picked the Clemson blowout was specifically because of a lot of the things that Alabama does offensively. And like I said, I just do not like uh, the Sarkeesian move at offensive coordinator. So moving on, oh, yeah, that's number three, <laughs> Kyrus, who do you have at number three? Uh, number three quarterback overall. I'm going with Jake Fromm. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean Jake. Jake's made great passes. He, he's always composed in the pocket. Never seen to be rattled too much. So I'm I'm going to take him. He has a I don't know his deep ball is all right, but most of his other passes mid to short range passes are always spot on. So I'm going with him. Yeah. Nate, who you got at three? I'm guessing. You know, Jake. I struggled it. I struggled at three. Um. I really did. I I went back and forth between Fromm and Kellen Mond of A and M, but I think Jake Fromm. I think Jake Fromm is my number three. You know, he's you know he threw for almost three thousand yards. He goes twenty seven touchdowns, five interceptions, but it doesn't seem like he did that much. And I guess it's because you know a lot of what you said earlier. He's that prototypical. I'm going to take a check down. You know, I'm not going to light up the scoreboard. I'm not going to light up the stat sheet. I'm just going to do everything right. Um, you know, he's, he is solid. He is a very good player and he's, he's had success in his two years starting. He's just for Georgia to get over that hump that every Georgia fan wants him to get over. He has to do more. And he's, and I know that's hard to say when you throw for 3000 yards and you know, you've got a five and one touchdown interception, but he's got to do a little bit more for them to get over the hump. But I think he can, I think talent wise, he's there. And, but like I said, it was really hard for me to, to choose between three, between him and Kellen Mond because I thought they were right there close together. I hear you. And w- when it comes to Jake Fromm, you got to think, too, he was under Cheney offense. It's it's always been historically boring. They like to hand the ball off. Um, That's very true. Very high school-ish type stuff. But they have the talent uh, on the offensive line and the running back position to just do whatever they want. Um, but I, I think I agree with that, especially when it comes to him being um, – just showing a little bit more because, you know, if he does, I think he could have the type of potential that a Daniel Jones, which by the way, came out of nowhere as a first round pick. (laughs) uh, I think he has that same type of situation guys. Who's not going to really blow it up, uh, but have the opportunity just because of their prototype type build and all that things. Uh, So I'm going to go with number four. (laughs) Uh, And this is where I had the, the, the hardest time. Mine too. Oh. Okay. Bear with me, guys. If we're talking about <laughs> potential NFL or we're just talking about the potential to have a pretty good season, uh, I have Jake Bentley. Same dude. What? I have Jake Bentley at four. <laughs> oh, my God. Can I hold all right. You know I'm bad when I'm the soccer fan and I'm over here saying what. I'm over <laughs> All right, now look, let me let me explain myself when it comes to this ridiculous pick. I understand it's ridiculous, but let me explain oh, myself. Right. Jake Bentley has the ability to do well. Jake Bentley mentally has not progressed since he became the starter. Uh and the thing is, I think what happened with Carolina fans is that uh, you know, you guys were so enamored with having, you know, guys like Connor Shaw and Dylan Thompson, uh, guys who really did well for the school. Uh, I won't mention Steven Garcia because I can't stand that guy. But and if you're listening, Steven Garcia, I can't stand you. But um, you guys got so enamored with that. When you got McElwain, I remember everyone's going, oh, this guy's going to be called. Dabo's going to be calling him daddy. And then when he plays terribly, you bring in Jake. Bentley and everyone's like, well, this guy's the new savior. He, he's the he's the new quarterback for us. And fast forward three years now, and he should be on the bench if you talk to 90% of Carolina fans, which there might be some plausibility to that. I just don't know if Ryan Helensky's ready yet. That's another top topic. But I think Jake Bentley, as far as ability, can do it. He's kind of like Jake Fromm, but Jake Fromm's got that mental side that Jake – 
Bentley doesn't have. Uh, but if he figures it out this year, uh, I think they're going to throw the ball a whole a whole lot just to try to get him a chance to go to the NFL. Uh, I digress. I'm going. I'm rambling right now. I just think Jake Bentley at four. It, this was hard. That's all I got to say. <laughs> this was hard. Uh, Nate, who you got at four? I got Kellen Mond at four. Um, you know, I think A&M is probably the most dangerous team in the SEC this year. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, you know, look at look at his two biggest games last year. We're probably against the two best defenses that he faced, you know, against LSU and against um, Clemson in that week uh, two game in College Station. Um, you know, he he has the ability. The thing that you have to look at with him, and, and the same thing that kind of ruined James Blackman a couple of years years ago from Florida State, is can he mentally play for Jimbo Fisher? You know, Ooh, can you've got to be extremely mentally strong to be able to handle Jimbo Fisher. And I think he did well last year. I mean, he threw for over three thousand yards. He had twenty four touchdowns and we threw nine picks. So I mean, he's he's got fantastic ability, and they are they're the team that's coming. Um, you know, Alabama's there, and they're number one in the SEC right now, but A&M is coming, and they're coming fast. You know, I, I would. it seems like the, the all the 3,000 yards uh, that Kellen Mond had came against Clemson and LSU. Uh, yeah. so. well, well, when you play when you play seven overtimes in four, you know, four quarters of football against LSU, you've got to be able to throw for at least 700 yards. <laughs> oh, that's the Baker Mayfield anyway. thing. I get them again. They got robbed that game. Uh, they did. LSU got robbed. Yeah, they really did. <laughs> Kyrus, who do you have it for, man? Uh, I got Kellen Mond as, as well. Uh, you got to give it to the guy over 4,400 passing yards. And you know, for over four hundred and seventy four rushing yards I think he had last year. Yeah. And seven yeah. touchdowns rushing. So you gotta put him put him up there in the top five, man. Uh kid he got he could make good throws and on the run and everything like that and can make plays when you got him in the pocket collapse and everything like that. He get out the pocket and everything, so you gotta put him up there. Oh yeah, you um, he can play. play. I mean he's he can play. He's got a, he's got an absolute rocket arm. He can play and I don't think he's one of those guys around the country. He's a lot like Justin Herbert at Oregon. Mm-hmm. I don't think mm-hmm. a lot of guys. I don't think a lot of guys in the country know how good he is because because of where he plays in Alabama and Georgia. Get a lot of the play in the SEC, but this guy's good. I mean, he is really, really good. Well, I'm gonna tell you exactly why they don't know who he is and they don't give him the benefit of the doubt. Uh, one word, one name, Kevin Sumlin. This guy might be yeah. the worst. He might, he's the exact opposite of quarterback whisperer, but he can get them. He can get all. Kellen Mond was a five star, number one dual threat quarterback. Uh, it's blatant that he's very good. It's just, you know, everyone ignores him because of who the coach was. Now he has the benefit of doubt of playing in a, in a division where he can prove it. And then also having a, as much as I dislike the man, he has Jimbo Fisher, who has been yeah. known to have quarterbacks uh, succeed under him. So, uh, you know, he sky's the limit for that guy, and I actually have him uh, as my fourth guy. Um, I like I like everything about Kellerman. He's he's much faster than anybody gives him any credit for. If you watch him on film, he's a blur. He could get out of blocks, I mean, out of uh, tackles. Uh, he was so slippery against Clemson. Uh, that's one of the reasons why uh, a lot of those plays were successful. The receivers had opportunities to just run around forever because he was just getting out of every uh, arm tackle. Uh, and I hate that we have to play this guy again. But a guy, to be honest, I, I don't think they're gonna. I don't think it's going to be the same type game this year in Death Valley. I think Clemson's going to best him on that. All right, so yeah. I'm gonna move on yeah. to my fifth pick. Uh, and this one might make you guys roll your eyes. I know it's going to make one of you guys kind of roll your roll your eyes. Uh, but, uh, again, I've, I weighted some of these guys based off of um, the NFL ability and then what they can do at their school. Uh, my fifth guy is Kelly cool. Bryant. Look, Kelly Bryant is not going to ever be Trevor Lawrence when it comes to passing. He's just not. But when you think about his gamer ability, uh, his, uh, he's kind of like Kellen Mon, a poor man's Kellen Mon, uh, because he's not as accurate as Kellen Mon, but he's just as fast, maybe stronger. He might be, he's definitely bigger than Kellen Mon. Uh, if he gets, he just has that low, slow wind up release, and I can't stand it. That, that 
it's a Nathan, you know what I'm talking about. That yeah, yeah, he looks like he just ducks the ball <laughs> down by his knees and then he throws it up. And you know, at six four, maybe that's fine because you know you're taller than a lot of the guys out there. But in the NFL, they're going to bat every single one of those down. And but, but with that said, there's two things that are going to benefit him. He's going to Missouri with Derek Dooley. Derek Dooley's been in the NFL. He's been an OC. He knows how to, you know, he knows what the NFL is looking for. So he can kind of take him under his wing with that. But then the second thing is Missouri's got no bowl game. So there is no pressure on him. There's not going to be anyone to beat him out. Uh, I think the backup is Lindsey Scott. He was a last chance to you guys. So Kelly can just play free and not have to worry about having Trevor Lawrence at his heels. I think he's going to have a decent season. Who do you guys have at five? I've got, I've got Kelly Bryant at five as well. Okay. I mean, for, every, for everything you said, you know, you're 100% right. I actually had, I had written on my notes, he's no pressure. He's got a year to play. He's going into a brand-new situation. He's, you know, he's he doesn't have anybody nipping at his heels like he did at Clemson. Um, I mean, think about, think about last year when he was the starter. There was nobody else, and it was his show. He played well. Yeah. Now, he wasn't, he wasn't dynamite. But he played well enough to lead us to the playoffs. And, you know, he did everything he needed to do. He didn't throw for 350 yards a game, but he threw for 175 to 200 a game, and he ran for 75 to 100 a game. Mm -hmm. You know, he he did everything he needed to do. And I think one thing that really helps him is he goes to Missouri. He goes to the SEC. He's 3-1 and in his career against the SEC already. (laughs) So... So he's not one of, and let's not throw a shade. I'm just saying it's, it's one of these things. It's one of those things that he knows kind of what he's getting into. He knows the competition that he's walking. You know, he'll walk onto the field every Saturday and play. It's not going to be this deer to headlights moment where I think if, if a lot of guys transferred from a, from another league and transferred into an SEC program to start, you know, that first Saturday afternoon, that first Saturday night when you're playing against you know, a, a Texas A&M, a South Carolina, and Auburn, and Alabama, you, you're you scared. And, you know, he's at least been there before. Um, and, and I agree with you with the Derek Dooley. You know, Derek Dooley worked, he worked in, he worked in Dallas when Dak Prescott was, was, you know, transitioning from an average college quarterback into what he is now. Mm-hmm. He wasn't his, he wasn't his quarterback's coach there, but he was in the room where things were going on. He learned a lot from, you know, Dak and his progression. So I think that's really going to help Kelly Bryant make that next step. Um, you know, is he going to make the next step to where he's a top, you know, where he's a first-round draft no. pick? Probably not. But is he going to make big enough strides in a new situation that, that gives him a shot at the NFL? I think so. Yeah, and he's also helps that he's 6'4", 230. So, um, yeah, Kyrus, who do you have at uh, five? Kelly Bryant as well. Uh, Got the same thing. Uh, used to the big, the big action. The only problem I think is going to be a whole a problem for him this year is we all know Mizzou, Mizzou don't have the they bowl band. We got that bowl band thing going on, mm-hmm. so I don't think the team probably will pay, play up to maybe their potential due to that. I don't know. Maybe they will, but I can. That could be the only bad thing on them on that team and prevent him to really be as good as he was at Clemson, but. They have the talent. They got a great running back over there for them. They got, always have decent receivers out there at uh, Mizzou. But uh, oh yeah, they, we'll see what happens. I think he. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna. Well, do and, and he's something. And he's something different than Missouri hasn't had. Exactly. Not that I can that is remember. True. That is. I mean, they, yeah, they, they've they, always they, had the Drew Lock type. Mm-hmm. They've always had a Chase Daniel type Blaine standing in the pocket. Yeah, Blaine Gabbert that just want to stand in there and throw it. 50 times a game, and, you know, we'll take six sacks in the process. You know, they haven't had anybody like this as a lucid who gets in that extra element. So I'd be really interested to see if that – I mean, they've been they've been a decent team. They've been an eight-win, seven, eight-win team. But I wonder if this kind of helps – or kind of helps propel them over the edge a little bit. That's true. I, I completely agree with all that. Uh, and one last statement before we go into the break. Uh, they can't beat South Carolina. Uh, and with that said, we're going to go into the break. Uh, catch you guys on the next side. 
Holiday tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. My friends still rave about the Prosecco I brought last year. Let me help make your Friendsgiving unforgettable. Bordeaux is one of the world's most popular red blends, made from Cabernet, Cab Franc, and Merlot. It also makes the perfect gift for your picky boss. Having turkey and all the fixings? I suggest an easy-drinking Pinot Noir. For white drinkers, try an unoaked Chardonnay. Whether you're entertaining or just bringing the wine, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection with you this holiday. Now offering same-day delivery at TotalWine.com. Cheers! Holiday tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. My friends still rave about the Prosecco I brought last year. Let me help make your Friendsgiving unforgettable. Bordeaux is one of the world's most popular red blends, made from Cabernet, Cab Franc, and Merlot. It also makes the perfect gift for your picky boss. Having turkey and all the fixings? I suggest an easy-drinking Pinot Noir. For white drinkers, try an unoaked Chardonnay. Whether you're entertaining or just bringing the wine, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection with you this holiday. Now offering same-day delivery at TotalWine.com. Cheers! Welcome back to the 4th and 16 Podcast. And we're back. Folks, we're having a top 10 quarterback from the ACC and SEC uh, debate. Uh, If you guys want to join it, uh, let me know on Twitter what your top 10 quarterbacks would be in the ACC and SEC combined. Uh, We're going to start with six. Uh, Nate, I'm going to start with you at six. Who do you have at six? At six, I've got uh, Bryce Perkins from Virginia. Woo! Okay. Um, hmm. Yeah, oh. I mean, <laughs> that's a good one. Eh? Uh, I, he's a, he's a, he's one of those that we kind of talked about earlier. Relatively unknown because of where he plays, mm-hmm. um, but you know his his numbers go wild. I mean, you know, throws for twenty seven hundred yards, twenty five touchdowns, also runs for nine hundred yards. He's the honorable mention All ACC quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was almost a 2,600-1,000 guy, and the only other guy in, the, in college football to do that last year won the Heisman Trophy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's a tough, hard-nosed player, and I think a lot of people saw that, especially the South Carolina fans <laughs> saw that in the bowl game. <laughs> you know, he didn't win. <laughs> he, uh, you know, he did just enough. He wasn't flashy, but he did just enough to help them be successful. And I think, you know, he's a guy that, that – can do some things, and I think a second year under, you know, a second year in their new system will help him a lot. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I think Bronco having, uh, getting him in the first place at a transfer, yeah, uh, that completely changed everything for uh, Virginia because you know last year a lot of the weapons that they had this past season, uh, like Zacchaeus and all that stuff like that, they were there with Kurt Binkert, but Kurt Binkert is not Bryce Perkins. Uh, he's more of that, like we said, Drew Locke type guy that's going to gunsling it. Uh, he's got an opportunity for the NFL, but right now Bryce Perkins, I mean, he, I just saw something today that he's on Mel Kuyper's big board as the top. He's one of the top five quarterbacks for the NFL. I mean, you're talking with, um, Herbert, you're talking with uh, guys like Tua. Uh, it's crazy to think that someone from UVA, because I mean, I don't remember the last time a Virginia quarterback was legitimately good. Uh, I mean, Matt, probably Matt Schaub. But that, how long ago is Matt Schaub's almost turning you know, 41? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's good to see that. Uh, I actually have him there as well. Uh, Bryce Perkins. Like you said, if you just look at his stats, he immediately boosted everything. And like I said, uh, he, he's going to have to replace some guys this year, so that might be tough for them. But if you're if you're starting, and, and I've read some reports out of the spring game, you know he injured his finger, so his, his spring game didn't look very well. But if you if you just think about if, if they get things going and they stay with the right mindset, he could blow up there. It was tough for me to put him there because at number six, I mean at seven. I have a guy that I was kind of battling with, but I, I like uh, Bryce Perkins at six. Kyrus, who do you have? Uh, funny, me and this dude on party night. I got Bryce Perkins in there. Well. <laughs> All right. All right. But uh, unfortunately, after that uh, South Carolina game, which I don't really want to talk about, uh-huh. but, uh, he just carved our defense up, which I mean, which a lot of teams did anyway because we were injured. But uh, uh yeah, we got a we had a running back playing cornerback. <laughs> well, come on. But anyway, uh, we had anyway, uh, yeah, the kid is amazing, man. The kid can throw, run, do everything you need him to do. Um, he kind of reminds me of a Kelly Bryant in a way, mm-hmm. somewhat. Yeah, but uh, yeah. that's not why we had trouble with him. But anyway, 
Yeah, I, 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 I think he's going to do good for uh, in the ACC this year. They might win that conference. Um, hold on, is he in the conference with you guys? I'm no. in the division with you guys? No, he's in the uh, No, no okay, good. All right, yeah. I mean, I think he could end up winning. They did lose a lot of key guys, so we'll see what happens. But I, I, I got him there at six for me. All right, that sounds oh. good. So far, we've got, outside of one or two, we got some uh, pretty much the same thing. Uh, so, Kyrus, I'm going to start back with you again. Uh, who do you have at seven? Uh, seven. Uh, Jake Bentley. Oh, okay. Too much enthusiasm in it. Um, unfortunately, I mean Jake. Jake shines. Unfortunately, in the games that we know we can win, or we should win, and yeah, he does good in those games. But on big games, man, he always let me down. I, I, I get my hopes up. He always let me down every single, every time. A <laughs> and M game, we was up. We should have won. He threw picks in the end of that game. We lost. Florida, we was up. Two touchdowns, I think probably it's up 17 or something. Four quarter come. You throw two picks, we lose. Oh, boy. But he had his game. career game he... against Clemson, though, so everybody yeah, wants right. to hang I their hat well, on that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> that was more because of Brian McClendon. Mm-hmm. I'm giving Jake too much credit on that game. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just did what Brian told him to do. We got a great offensive coordinator. But, yeah, uh, I put Jake there. He, he's a senior this year, so I hope. He get his stuff together. Okay, before hopefully Nate, before I get go to you on the seven pick, let me clarify something here. All right, I love Brian McClendon. I think Brian McClendon probably should have should be the next South Carolina head coach if things play right. Amen to that. But but let me tell you something here. I don't want to give credit to Jake Bentley. I don't want to give credit to Brian McClendon. I could have done been out there and called the plays. <laughs> When you have safeties riding the hash and completely oh ignoring God. the middle of the field, anyone can make that pass. So I'm just going to say, I just want to throw that in there real quick. Let me let me have Maybe my piece too. on that. Now you got you got you got a back you got a backside <laughs> hash safety coming to fill coming to fill the gap on a sprint out. Yeah, that's, and he has no idea what he's doing at that moment. It's clear, no clue. But but hey, but let me tell you something. If he hits. If he gets there, he's going to hit you in the mouth. Oh, he's going to tear you up. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> he's going to tear you up. That. All right, Nate, who you got at seven? I got Jake Bentley at seven as well. Um, and for, yeah, and for, a lot of the, for a lot of the ra- same reasons he said, you know, he's he's a solid quarterback, mm-hmm. but there's something – something's not – something's missing. You know, he's um, – Half his brain. He disappears in their biggest games, and he can't – you can't do that, especially a program – where they are right now, they need somebody. They need somebody when they play Clemson, when they play Florida, when they play um, Alabama this year. They need somebody that can be there that can steady the ship. And and I don't know if Jake Bentley's that guy. Preach. You know, well, I mean, one thing that I wrote. I mean, he led the he led the conference in picks last mm-hmm. year. And God, I mean, it, 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 it was I wrote in my notes, and I hate to say this, but. I mean, it's it's true. If Holinsky's the best talent on the team, or even if on Joiner is the best talent Reach on the it. team, do they make the change because it makes Daddy unhappy? Well, hey, listen, they ain't look, making that change. They, they did it last year when when uh when, what a boy name uh. What are you talking about? Scarnecki was playing better. Scarnecki had a great game against Missouri. Next week they let Jake Bentley stick it up with a bone. And he put something right. Scarnecki did. I was like, really? And the bowl game they didn't even let Scarnecki play, and Jake was sticking it up. So if I, they're not gonna put no people, nobody in for the next year with Jake. They're just gonna let Jake ride the wave, and the defense is gonna be good, but the offense is gonna be crap because of him. I hear you, but and that's all I got to say about that. You know, I don't even <laughs> know if it's Daddy though. Truthfully, I think it's more. I, I, I think it's more Muschamp. You know he's oh, he's yep, been yep. he he's had this yep. issue at Florida where he just delved too much into the offense. I, that's why I'm saying I think Brian McClendon, if you give him pretty much carte blanche, say do what you want, I, I'll Full focus control. on defense. Me and Tavares will do the defense. I guarantee you, South Carolina would be a much better team. I, I think what's going to end up happening is they're going to realize too late that <laughs> DeKirian Joyner is athletic, and you should probably go ahead and move him to wide receiver or running back if you instead of wasting the kid's time. And if if Ryan Helensky is that guy, which is what everyone wants, the moment that Jake Bentley throws an interception against <laughs> Alabama, oh, yeah, it's, coming. it's over. Oh, Everyone's going to be booing. They booed him last year. You should have seen the A&M game. You should have seen the A&M game. Oh, my goodness. I was at, right behind the bench. And right, I was literally right on the 50 right behind the bench. And he threw, I think he threw a pick. 
and the crowd just was booing, booing like I like I was like, wow, I never seen the crowd boo like that in all my years of going to South Carolina games. And I was like, well, uh, well, they're still not going to take him out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and and to be fair to Jake Bentley, I think Jake Bentley is uh, dealing with a situation where he's trying to be too much because he thinks he needs to be the leader. Uh, You know, he he started out, I could tell the type of person he was, the archetype of his personality from when he got blown out against Clemson. uh, And he goes, you know, no one really thought they were that much better than us, not better than us at all. Uh, I think he took upon the role of I need to be the leader. So he wants to be the heroic guy. He'll make ridiculous throws that aren't there. Uh, Where Tua is bad at post-snap reading, Jake Bentley knows those reads, just doesn't throw them. Uh, he'll throw it to the guy that's why if, if Brian that. if Brian Edwards is covered by someone and or Trey Smith is wide open, who do you think he's going to throw the ball to? It's Brian every single time. Oh, we, we all know we're going. <laughs> so that's why I think we the issue with it. Jake Bentley is he's trying too much. Uh, so there's one or two ways that can deal with Jake Bentley. This is why I had him at four. If he if he works on those things, he has the mechanics, he has the size. Uh, and they and he he works on the mental aspect of being a quarterback in college football. He could his upside is he's going to have a whole lot of yards, a whole lot of touchdowns. South Carolina's st- records are still not going to be very good, but he's going to shine. Or he's going to have three thousand yards, twenty seven interceptions, and undrafted. And I, so I don't know what to pick with him. He's Jekyll and Hyde, like you said. So. Uh, I'm going to completely move away from Jake, Jake Bentley. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my number seven, I, th- this was probably the most tough one out there. Uh, just because now we're getting into that unknown territory place. Uh, and guys are, there's not a lot of guys to pick from. I have Felipe Franks at seven. <laughs> oh, I, Excuse me. Oh, I, I have Felipe Franks at seven. Uh, look, but I, I can't even really justify this. But Felipe Franks at seven because he's six foot six, two hundred fifty pounds. He has a rocket. Um, he reminds me of like a poor man's Brad Kaya, but Brad Kaya was also not very good either. So take that for however you will, but if he's got Dan Mullen there, if Dan Mullen can get Tim Tebow drafted, I really think that there's a chance for Felipe Franks to have a decent season at least. Um, I, again, I don't, I can't really justify this, so I'm going to defer this to you guys. (laughs) I'm going to move on from seven. We're going to go to eight. (laughs) At my eight, I have Anthony Brown from Boston College. Uh, It's time to bring the ACC quarterbacks in. Anthony Brown, before his death against Clemson, uh, you know, it was, he almost had, he had 2,100 something yards, very efficient. For the past two seasons, he's made Boston – he's transformed them. You know, they like to come out in 22 sets. Sometimes they'll come out and have five tight ends out there. If it's if it could be possible, they would do it. But he's made them turn from a team that just had a running back and a lot of good linemen, and they're going to run it every down to a team that will eat you alive with play action. They haven't had a quarterback that good since Matt Ryan. Uh, now, I'm not saying he's Matt Ryan's level. Obviously, he's not. But – if we're if we're making a top ten, he's better than a lot of the other SEC and ACC quarterbacks, especially in this particular season. I just like Anthony Brown. Who do you guys have at eight? I'm gonna start with you, Nate. Uh, at eight, I've got Ryan Willis from Virginia Tech. Okay, okay. Uh, I don't like uh, him. I, okay. he, he, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, uh, you know, I don't I don't love him either. But it, like you said, we're kind of at that point now where it's. You almost have to flip the coin as where you're going to put somebody. There's, <laughs> there's not a lot of fantastic talent towards the bottom half of either league. That's correct. Um, but, I mean, you know, he, he, he proved last year that he can at least get the job done a little bit. You know, a lot of Virginia Tech's problems last year was not their offense. Um, you know, they, they played well enough to win some games offensively. Um, but when you're giving up, you know, whatever they gave up, what, 52 to pit? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you, you know, all right. So, I mean, 
a lot of their problems were defensively, and I think he's he's going to play. Um, and Justin Fuente has a history of always being able to produce a guy that gets the job done. Mm-hmm. You know, not a flashy guy, um, not somebody that's you know going to throw for four thousand yards, but somebody that's going to get his team in a position to be successful. And on the coastal side of the of the ACC, you know, it's as wide open as it's ever been. Um, you know, North Carolina's got a new coach, Miami. Who knows? Tate Martell can't even throw a forward pass. I mean, you've got, <laughs> I mean, you've got Virginia, you've got Virginia and Virginia Tech basically that are going to fight for that conference, for that side of the conference. And I think, you know, Ryan Willis proved last year that he can play a little bit. Um, he's got to make some improvements um, from a lot of the dumb mistakes that he made. But you know, I think another year in the system and another year with Justin Fuente will help him with that. I, I think Ryan Willis is a monstrous human being. That kid is massive. He has a rocket. He can throw it from Japan to South Carolina if he wanted to. He's probably got not going to make it to South Carolina, though, if he's aiming to mount South Carolina. He's probably <laughs> the most inaccurate quarterback in this list. Um, I agree. Uh, but here's the thing. Like you said, <laughs> Justin Fuente has had some – Success with quarterbacks. I mean, uh, if you think about it, you go back to Memphis. He's had guys like Paxton. That, that, well, that's what I was thinking. He had he had he, Paxton Lynch. He did have Paxton, Paxton Lynch. Lynch was a lot. He was a lot of the same way. I mean, he's six seven, rocket arm. Doesn't know where it's going. Have no time, idea where but, it's going. But he made that guy but, NFL but close enough to where those athletes could go make a play. Exactly. Now at Virginia Tech, he's going to have a ton of them, and there's a chance that he might have Taven Feaster in the backfield. So we'll see. Correct. We'll see. Um, but okay, I. I you, you've talked some sense into me. I'll, I'll take Ryan Willis <laughs> at that. Uh, Kyrus, who do you have at eight? Uh, I got a surprise one. Uh, ACC as well. I'm going with Kenny Pickett. Oh, uh, Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, we are pulling straws, hey, man. Listen, we all pulling straws. <laughs> we are pulling straws. I mean, straws. I think the guy's a tough guy. He, he played a decent game against Clemson, a hard-fought one. It was raining. It was muddy. The kids, I mean, I, I liked him because of all the grit he had in that game. He said that it took his punches like a man. That's true. I mean, he going we going into his uh senior. I mean, his junior year this year, yeah, I think. He's a junior. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, his numbers are. I mean, yeah, all right. But I just, I just like the kid because of his toughness. Great. Okay. He's a tough, yeah, tough kid. I like him. Well, you should love James Blackman and DeAndre Francois. You should love man, those listen, dudes. That's exactly yeah, right. You, if you, you, play, you play quarterback <laughs> for Florida State. And- <laughs> all right. So there's one reason why I'll why I will accept Kenny Pickett at eight. In 2017, Miami was undefeated. Yes. They Mm -hmm. got smacked by Pitt (laughs) with Kenny Pickett at quarterback. That was the first game he actually ended up starting for uh, them, and he looked fantastic in that game. Now, what happened from then to now, I don't know. I can't answer that. But I will give him credit for that. He looked fantastic in that game. Uh, If I'm picking a quarterback to lead my team – I would probably not pick Kenny Pickett. And I'll just end it at that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and where are we at? Are we at nine now? Yeah. We're at nine. Yeah. Who do you guys have at nine? Uh, for me, I got Terry Wilson from Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, obviously, you see what he did to us as well. Another Kentucky loss, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But uh, the kid has great numbers, man. Uh, they got their first, he got their first 10-wheel season with that quarterback. And he, I mean, he got all that talent. He could throw the ball pretty decent. I mean, he's not a great thrower, but he could throw it pretty decent. But he also a great runner. He, when the pocket collapses on him as well, he gets out of there. So I like him at nine. Uh, Mark Stoops has done a great job with him so far, but I think he's going to get better. So I mean, they, they're the one he has to lean on next year. I mean, they lost their running back, so they have to lean on Terry next year. So we'll see what he does. Yeah, well, but I got him there now. They still have Lynn Bowden though at receiver, so that's going to be. Scary. I yeah, actually have yeah. him there too. I, uh, I, okay. So Terry Wilson Jr., if I'm not mistaken, was an Oregon quarterback, transferred out, then he ended up going to UK. Um, yep. Any quarterback that in his first season at Kentucky that could beat South Carolina, I'm friends with him. So oh, I, I like him. I'll take him. Uh, he's, if we're comparing him as a quarterback, Okay, let me separate this really quick. As a quarterback, he technically doesn't belong on this list 
when you talk about all the other guys, if you go from number nine to number one, uh, talent-wise at quarterback, the mechanics, uh, reading defenses, understanding concepts, I don't think he is very good at that at all. But if you're talking about a gamer, a guy that's going to win a game for you because, I mean, truthfully, he won the game against Missouri. I mean, I thought they were done, uh, but he came back and made that great throw and two-point conversion, all this good stuff. It shows that he is a gamer. He can play the game. I just I, like Pickett. I wouldn't pick him. But, <laughs> again, moving away from him, Nate, who you have at nine? I got uh, Felipe Franks at nine. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know it. Well, he's the guy that could be you know, at Fel- four and nine. So Felipe, Felipe Franks, to me, is Logan Thomas. Oh, my gosh. Several years ago at Virginia Tech. You know, fantastic athlete, six six. You know, two hundred and fifty pounds can run well. Can you know? He looks the part. He get, if he goes to the combine, you know, he's gonna he's gonna be on paper. He's gonna be the most impressive guy in the quarterback group. Mm-hmm. And then they're gonna and then they're gonna see him throw, <laughs> and, and, it's, and it's gonna change a lot. So, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Florida, Florida's going to play good defense. We know that. Florida's going to be in the top 15 in the country defensively. They've got to do something to be able to score points. And, you know, it starts it starts with quarterback play. And think about, you know, Dan Mullen's track record with quarterbacks. He's taken a lot of guys who are relatively unknowns, not great guys in their first year with him, and he's turned them into really, really good players. I mean, you said he got Tim Tebow drafted. You know, Dak Prescott was was an average college quarterback. I mean, he got drafted in, what, fifth round? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he wasn't one of these guys that was, you know, top five on the board. Um, but Dan Mullen has done something to be able to get these guys into the NFL. Well, he's I'll put tell you what something I think it is. in there. <laughs> yeah, so. Look, Ooh, here's boy. the thing. Like you said, I think the quarterback play – goes hand in hand with running back play we're seeing that happening uh at clemson um i think travis Etienne is being elevated by trevor lawrence um no doubt so we'll see that felipe franks you just lost jordan scarlett and lamichael Piron's getting in trouble for some dumb stuff already apparently That's pulling true. a tow truck driver's arm or something like that they don't (laughs) they don't have anyone that's going to help them out so it's going to be kind of like south carolina although i would say south carolina's in a better position running back wise than florida they're just going to be gunning the ball down the field all season uh he's going to be a turnover machine but if we're talking about the nfl just going hey with a big guy whatever i will say logan thomas is a tight end now and we are at number 10 who do you guys have for number 10 uh, Ten, I got I got Anthony Brown from BC at ten. Okay. Um, you know, I'm like you. I could have put him a little bit higher. Um, you know, he he's just he's got to stay healthy. And I know, um, you know, a lot of like you said when he died against Clemson right here. <laughs> I don't think any quarterback. I don't think any quarterback that takes that kind of hit from somebody like Christian Wilkins is is going to get up from it and be perfectly healthy. But he does exactly what you said he does. You know he. He allows them to be so good with A.J. Dillon in the backfield that, you know, A.J. Dillon can, can run for 150 a game because defenses are actually having to respect a passing game from Boston College now. He's able to do the play-action fakes. He's able to do legs and get outside the pocket. He gives them that extra He gives them that extra element that they haven't had um, at that position since, like you said, since Matt Ryan. And... Um, you know, Adazio does a great job of getting them in the right spot. And I think he knows the kind of talent level he has. And a quarterback like Anthony Brown allows them to maximize every bit of talent they have on that team. Uh, spot on, man. Spot on. Uh, Kyrus, who do you have at 10? Uh, at 10, I got a guy who I think is going to be a great star this year in the SEC and the West. Um. Keaton, Keaton Thompson? Yeah, Kateon Thompson. Junior? Yeah, yeah, okay, Kateon yeah, Thompson. Yeah, yeah. Kateon, yeah, yeah, the Mississippi State. And the kid the kid got a lot of points in the pocket. I've seen him play. He came in a lot when Nick Fitzgerald was taking up the joint. Mm-hmm. And the kid <laughs> threw the ball very well, ran very well. He's a 6'4", like 240, 220, somewhere from there. I don't know. But he's a big dude. And he got points in the pocket, man. I like him a lot. I think he's going to do great at Mississippi State this year. But uh, his actual first year started out and – 
That's what I got there at 10, man. Yeah. I think he's going to do well. I'm not putting Felipe in there. I'm <laughs> he's out of there. He's out of there. I'm not putting him in the top 10. I, I have Kateon as there as well, but I might have to amend that. Mississippi State just got a transfer from Tommy Stevens, Penn State quarterback. Uh, oh, he's yeah. He's actually probably a better quarterback than Kateon. But look, Kateon's been in the system longer. Uh, I think he understands uh, what Mississippi Mississippi State's trying to do offensively. I think he'll probably get the edge, but I think he'll be nipped at all season. Sometimes that makes quarterbacks better. Sometimes it doesn't. Absolutely, Uh, yeah. I have him at 10 as well. Uh, So we have rounded it out. We have gotten all the good quarterbacks. Now we're going to talk about the honorable mentions. Guys that did not make it on your top 10, who do you have, Nate? You can get uh, two guys. I got Sam Hartman. Yeah, I got Sam Hartman from Lake Forest. Okay. And uh, and I've got Chase Bryson there. Um, I think I, I mean, we're just being honest, and we're going down the list. Chase Bryce starts at half the schools in the ACC, mm-hmm. at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and he probably starts at half of the schools in the in the bottom half of the SEC as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, he's he can play. He can play. He proved that last year against Syracuse. He's proved it every time he's been in the game. And and I really like the Hartman kid at Wake Forest. I think he's I think he's tough. Um, I think he did good things as a true freshman. He was on his way to a really really good season before he got hurt. Um, but you know Warren Ruggiero, their offensive coordinator, puts a lot on quarterbacks. Mm-hmm, he does. And he but he allows them to be really successful because of the way that he calls. He lets the quarterback and the receiver work together on the defense. And, you know, most of the quarterbacks they've had in the past few years since he's been there have been – they've been solid. They've been solid football players. Oh, yeah. You know, again, they're not a guy that's going to go out and throw for 3,500 yards and, and be in the Heisman talk, but they're going to do a lot of good things that's going to put their team in a position to be successful. Oh, yeah. I, I like I like uh, Sam Hartman a lot. You know, I watched him a little bit. We, we just got DJ Uyangalele, uh from California. He was actually on – he was a byproduct, I guess, uh, unintended character that ended up being a star on the show, QB1. Uh, but Sam Hartman was on there as well. So I got to see a lot of him before I knew that he was going to go to Wake Forest. Um, he He's caught on to Wayne's uh, – offense not only that but if you like you said they put a lot on the quarterbacks not only that but they have blistering speed offense it is extremely fast uh yeah they were running easily 120 plays a game so uh he's got a lot that he's processing i think having jamie newman uh, it was a red shirt freshman quarterback behind him that's one of those situations again where it made him better uh because he had someone nip it in his heels i think in this season uh, and like you said you mentioned old guys john wolford i love that guy he's amazing yeah, but he's not going to wow anybody in the NFL. But that—that's kind of what Wake Forest has been outside of Riley Skinner in the past day. I don't want everyone to talk about that guy again. Because uh, <laughs> fortunate, but fortunately, I will say Riley Skinner. If you're listening to this, which you're probably not, you are the reason why Dabo is the coach now. Thank you. Thank you for beating us <laughs> that day, twelve yeah. seven. Thank you. Uh, I, I I completely agree with those two. Uh, I know for a fact. I'm just going to quickly name it. Uh, Chase Bryce could start at Florida State, he could start at uh, Mississippi State, he could start at uh, Syracuse, he could start at Wake Forest, he could start at uh, – truthfully, if, if Trevor Lawrence were there, he could start at Clemson. So He would start at Clemson. Yeah, <laughs> he could right, start yeah, really anywhere. Would. So I like that pick. Uh, Kyrus, who do you have as your two guys? Honorable mention. Uh, Anthony Brown. Okay. Uh, all, this, all the same things y'all said. Mm-hmm. Uh, great kid at quarterback toughness and everything like that. I won't get too much into him because you already talked about him. <laughs> and my second one I got is surprises. Jared Garoppolo. Garantano. Oh, yeah. Mm. The kid, mm. um, I think he, in my opinion, this is me, if you put a better weapon system around him and better linemen around him, what they, what, well, I think they would have this year because they uh, recruited well. But, I think the kid, the kid showed some poise, like some real good poise in the pocket, especially when he played. Well, I think that's just us, maybe. But um, he played a lot, against a lot of good teams in the SEC and played pretty decently. Uh, he was just getting rattled in the pocket a lot, mm-hmm. and that would cause a lot of his problems, in my opinion. Yeah. But the kid is very tough. I mean, he almost beat us twice in the last two years. So the kid is very tough, man. I, I give a lot, a lot of credit to him. 
And I just think he's—I just think he's an honorable mention for me. I hear you, man. I, 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 now I'll, I'll tell you what I saw him back when I was coaching at Daniel. We used to go over to the Burn Seven Hundred Seven, and and he and his team from Bergen Catholic in New Jersey come down every year and play in that tournament. And he was by far the summer that he was here with them. He was by far and away the best the best player on that field. And you know he was one of those that I think everybody that was there that day and saw him was like, who is this kid? Because nobody knew who he was. Because but man, he can absolutely spin it. And I and I agree with you. He he's one of those that if you get him some better weapons, I think he can be really really good. Uh, uh... All right, so I'll just go ahead and disclose it now. He's in my bottom five. It's not because he's not a great passer. It's because of the situation. I'll just leave it at that. My yeah, honorable okay. mentions, I got to go with my boy Chase Bryce, showing what he could do. I've always thought he was a great gamer. Like I said, I think he could start at Clemson. He just had the unfortunate situation of being behind not only Trevor Lawrence and Kelly Bryant, but also Hunter Johnson and Zara Cooper. So I think he's paid his dues. I think he could easily be one of the starters for a lot of schools in the country in general. Uh, and my second guy, Mr. James Blackman, a string bean killer. Look, okay. James Blackman, what I saw in his season where he had to basically do whatever he can to survive after DeAndre Francois was murdered by Alabama, he he showed me a lot, especially in the Clemson game. That was a game that everybody thought, oh, we're going to, Clemson's going to destroy them. And they actually had us on the ropes for a little while in Death Valley. Um, I think if we're talking about talent, arm talent, I think DeAndre Francois edged him out. Uh, if we're talking about overall intangibles, everything else and leadership, I would 100% go with James Blackman over um, DeAndre Francois any day. I think. He's going to help Florida State this season. He's been in the system for – well, he's not been in the system. I, let me correct myself. Um, they've only had Kendall Bryles for a couple of months. But still, he's had cohesion with these receivers and running backs. They have weapons out there. It's still Florida State, folks. They're just going through a culture change. I like James Blackman. He is my second honorable mention. And with that said, we are almost at the end of the show, folks. We are at the worst quarterbacks. We get five of them. I'm just going to let you guys just name your five, and then we'll talk about it, and then we'll just let this thing ride. Uh, Kyrus, go with number with, with your with your five, and we'll see where we go from here. We'll see how bad this gets. Uh, I got Felipe at one. <laughs> I don't think Felipe is that good. I'm just, I think he had a fluke year, and they just was throwing that thing around. He ain't no way a quarterback can stick it up. The year before, like that, that bad at come back. I think it was a fluke year. Mm. Sorry. And just me, um, I'm not going to really – Really, probably too much to get into that. Uh, who else we got out there? Oh, Tate Martell. No, nah, oh, I don't yes. think he, he's terrible. He, he's terrible. <laughs> oh, he, he's yes. uh, uh, that kid, man. I'm like, who the world got him there? That that's just bad. I'm. Uh, I don't, he could have stayed. They they they, they, wait, they wasted a transfer thing on him, Great so choice. that was just bad. <laughs> Great choice. Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm talking about him. I don't really get to put my worst quarterbacks on there too much. Um, if you don't have them, you don't have to finish. We we know who the bad ones are. <laughs> oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, all right. Well, them are the two bad ones for me. Okay. But, uh, yeah, go ahead. All right, so, uh, Nate, who do you have as your five, if you have five? I could easily pick five. I've got, yeah, I've, I've, I've got five. Um, I've got Joe Burrow. I've got Joe yes. Burrow from LSU in there. <laughs> Number one. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've Joe got, is that bad as the mother two. Yeah, yeah, and I think a lot of that, just like we've talked about with some of these other guys, I think it's situation. I think it's the system that he's in. Um, is it, though? I think he can get he can get better this year because they've actually hired a spread guy that's a little bit more open-minded in what he will do offensively. Oh, yeah, and they're fast, and, too. I watched their spring game really yeah, fast. And they're fast. So, I mean, it, it, give, him, give him a little bit better system to play in. I think he can be a little bit better. Um my next one is the Wisconsin transfer, Alex Hornibrook. Uh-huh. He's mm, get him out of there. <laughs> he's he's terrible. terrible. He was bad. He was terrible. bad at Big Ten. He's going to be bad at Florida State. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even think he starts at Florida three. State. No, he doesn't. Jane. No way. Nope. I've got three. I've got Puma Pass from Louisville. Yep, I'll give you. Uh, four. I've got Tate Martell. Mm-hmm. And the worst to me, the worst is anybody that plays quarterback at Georgia Tech. Uh, okay. I, okay, I'm glad you said that. We're I'm, we're going to dive into that part. No I'm so ha- glad you said that. For my bottom five, I got Joe Burrow. I just didn't like what Joe Burrow did at Ohio State. They didn't like what he did when he came down to LSU. 
They didn't really like what he did. But all the other quarterbacks have stunk, which they have for a long time at LSU. Um, I will say, though, even though I have him number one at my bottom five, uh, again, he, he's gotten a better offensive coordinator. They have different system. How he It's going to be more more in line with what was happening at Ohio State, so I'm interested in see how fast he processes it. He doesn't have the worst mechanics, but he has a slow release. Uh, Nathan, any, I'm telling you, anybody can throw the ball faster than him. Uh, so we'll see what happens with LSU and, you know, they got Brissett and all those guys behind him. We'll, we'll see what happens. But, uh, number two, I have Tobias Oliver for Georgia tech. Here's my reasoning. It's not that Tobias Oliver is a bad quarterback. Well, he is a bad quarterback as far as quarterback. Uh, I've watched him throw the ball. It's really bad. But in his defense, he was recruited to be an option quarterback. And he's 6'3", 210, 215 type guy, so he can play other positions. But right now, if he's going to stay at um, quarterback for Georgia Tech, I don't think they're going to be very successful this year um, just because he's not a quarterback. Now, they have some other guys there that have that were traditional quarterbacks in, in high school, uh, but I, I just don't. I have Tobias Oliver there because I think he's going to be the starter. At three, I have a combo tandem, not just Tate Martell. I have Nikosi Perry, too, because he's also awful. I struggled. I struggled. I, had to, I wanted to put awful. him in there. They're both awful. Every quarterback except Jarrett Williams, okay? They have a quarterback that's really good, but they overlooked him for, first of all, Nikosi Perry. Look, Miami has mismanaged quarterbacks for a long time. I'm going to go down just a quick memory lane. You got Corey Harris, not good. You had Stephen Morris, not good. You had Brad Kaya, not good. And plus Al Golden coached him, which is tells you everything. You had recently Malik Rozier, who might actually have been worse than Brad Kaya, but Mark Richt has no idea how to manage quarterbacks at all. Uh, then you have Nikosi Perry, who is underdeveloped and not very good and might be skinnier than James Blackman. And now you have Tate Martell, who's about 5'7", and not very good. So I have to tandem those guys because any quarterback at Miami outside of Jarrett Williams is not going to be very good. At four, I've got Jarrett Garantano. And the reason why I have him at four is because, again, we talked about the situation. Um, you know, they're, That's understandable. They, were at, they, are on, they had their sixth choice at offensive coordinator. It literally went almost like seven months to try to find an offensive coordinator. And they, they settled. Um, there's not a whole lot of talent behind them. Who knows? They picked up a couple of good running backs in this uh, recruiting cycle for 2019. Um, I can't think of a big name receiver or tight end for them. Their offensive line is mm, middle of the road for the ACC and SEC combined. I just don't know if he's going to have the playmakers and everything around him to make him successful. So I have to put him on the bottom five, but he's low on the bottom five. And at five, I have my guy, Kenny Pickett from Pitt. <laughs> You can't be successful and play quarterback uh, at Pitt unless you're Nathan Peterman. You're playing Clemson. Uh, that's really it. I can maybe I'm drawing a blank. Maybe I'm completely wrong. If I'm wrong and you're listening, folks, please correct me. Who was the last well, really hey, good quarterback? Did, did at Pitt? Nathan Peter? Did Nathan Peterman beat Clemson or did Matt Canada beat Clemson? Oh yeah, good point. Matt, yeah, and James. Yeah, that was most of the running back. Yeah, beat James Connor. Yeah. Well, on the tight end too, and and the tackle that called a touchdown pass somehow and I, <laughs> look so the, I, matt canada 100 percent uh so yeah mm, i can't think of a good quarterback from pitt from the last five years i can't think of one no so i'm drawing blank we're at five i'm so happy this is done because this is one of the most difficult things i've ever done in my life <laughs> I know that's hyperbole, but it was really hard. hard. Yeah, it was really hard. But guys, I appreciate after you doing four, that. It kind of hard. Oh yeah, yeah after four, because look, it, you start getting guys that are similar. Like we said, yep. Bryce Perkins yep. is kind of Kelly Bryant, kind of. And then you get crazy situation on quarterbacks too. Exactly. So. And <laughs> yeah. for some reason, I had Jake Bentley at four. So shoot me no. when you see me, people. Um, I'll gladly <laughs> With that said, we're at the end of the show. Guys, I appreciate you coming on with me and talking about this. This has been fun. This has been amazing, and I appreciate you guys coming on. I appreciate it, man. Thanks a lot, man. Enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. We're going to see where we are with this and how bad we are with this take uh, in a year. Uh, I'm going to save this one so I can uh, make myself uh, be accountable for all the bad stuff and all the bad picks I had. So, 
uh, I appreciate it, guys. Catch you guys later. Holiday tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. Did you know there are over 10,000 wine grape varieties worldwide? Here's to thousands of gift possibilities. My go-to holiday wine is Chardonnay. I love it with turkey and potatoes. Pile on the gravy. Let me show you our more than 8,000 party-perfect wines that are in your budget and out of this world. Whether you're entertaining or just bringing the wine, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection with you. This holiday, now offering same-day delivery at TotalWine.com. Cheers! Holiday tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. Did you know there are over 10,000 wine grape varieties worldwide? Here's to thousands of gift possibilities. My go-to holiday wine is Chardonnay. I love it with turkey and potatoes. Pile on the gravy. Let me show you our more than 8,000 party-perfect wines that are in your budget and out of this world. Whether you're entertaining or just bringing the wine, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection with you. This holiday, now offering same-day delivery at TotalWine.com. Cheers! Holiday tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. My friends still rave about the Prosecco I brought last year. Let me help make your Friendsgiving unforgettable. Bordeaux is one of the world's most popular red blends, made from Cabernet, Cab Franc, and Merlot. It also makes the perfect gift for your picky boss. Having turkey and all the fixings? I suggest an easy-drinking Pinot Noir. For white drinkers, try an unoaked Chardonnay. Whether you're entertaining or just bringing the wine, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection with you. This holiday, now offering same-day delivery at TotalWine.com. Cheers!